What up, what up, what up, what up, people? It's your boy Five Mics, husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. It's the Idea of Manhood, episode 10. Oh man, two digits, like 10. It's, that's real now. You can't, I can't just think, oh, this was just a thing. This is real. Um, episode 10, I feel like a 10 year old. You know, you come into the game, and, 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 and when you're 10, you know, things start to get a little bit more real. Like you start to develop into your own, you know, you start to live outside of what your parents tell you and and experience life uh, as an individual. And that's what I feel like this podcast is at 10 episodes in. That means we've been doing this for 10 weeks. You've been tuned in for 10 weeks. And if not, go back and listen to 9876 all the way back to the first episode. Um, the idea of manhood is just a, a, a platform for me to talk about issues uh, from the perspective of the everyday guy. You know, I'm not claiming to be uh, a, an expert, a, a scholar when it comes to manhood. I'm just talking to you from my experiences and from the experiences of the people I love and the pe- people I know. Uh, speaking of which, episode nine. I hope you tuned in. If you didn't, scroll down and listen to that. Uh, it was my first guest in the studio, and it was my wife, Danielle, and we just had an awesome time just, just talking about marriage and kids and everything. We, we talked about it all, um, and she did an awesome job. You know, she's not as comfortable in front of the mic as I am, and you would never have known uh, how she just came in and, and laughed, and we joked, and we just had, <laughs> we had a ball. Uh, so, of course, she will be joining me again on the podcast in the future, um, as often as she wants to be, uh, she'll be back on the show. So, uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, episode 10, the format will be the same today. We're going to talk about things I'm tired of and things I'm tired of. It's going to be about just, um, folks that, that, uh, have displaced anger. Uh huh. Folks that have displaced anger. Um, so we're going to talk about that. And then, uh, in the hip hop minute, we're going to talk about some, some things that have been going on in hip hop recently. The hip hop awards took place this week on BET. Uh, we're going to talk about the million man March, uh, part three, uh, the third million man March, if you remember correctly, uh, that took place right here in DC. Um, and then the main segment, we're going to talk about manning up. What does that mean to man up and all the things that, uh, uh, all the things, all the things that that means. All right. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. Episode 10, the idea of manhood, five mics. Uh, we're going to take a quick break like we do. And we're going to go right in to the things that I'm tired of this week. Um, hold tight. And thanks for tuning in. And I'm back. Welcome back. Uh, episode 10. I'm tired, yo. I'm tired. I, I did this poem. A long time ago it was called I'm tired I'm tired of the things I'm seeing on TV tired of people constantly trying to be me people that abuse my culture like it's just about the humor like what's happening brother like so these are things that I see every day that I'm just tired of right and and I'm gonna crack the door a little bit into the into the life of people of color black people specifically me okay <laughs> um, so uh, something I'm tired of that that impacts people of color all the time in our daily walks right we're at the grocery store we're at the car dealership we're on the bus we're on the train we're at work um, there's certain people that will interact 
with me as a black man, if they're black, let's say, or if they're a person of color, they interact with me in a certain way, right? They'll, they'll be, you know, they might have certain anger or certain um, uh, a disposition towards me that's less than positive for whatever reason, right? Uh, they might, you know, be dismissive of me or they might, you know, talk to me any kind of way. You go to Target. This happens at Target all the time. You go to Target, you're in line, you're putting your stuff on the conveyor belt, you're getting ready to check out. You know, you go up to the thing, and as a customer, you'll say, hey, how you doing? The cashier doesn't even look up at you. They don't say anything, they take your credit card, they swipe it. They swipe it like it's their money, right? They, they don't look up, they look at you in an angry way. They don't acknowledge you. They don't say good morning. Now me, I'll be like, good morning. Okay. You see me? Oh, I'm going to wave my hand in front of your face. Okay. Uh, I might do that. Or, you know, I might say something passive aggressive. Like, oh, I guess, I guess we don't talk at this target. I guess you don't engage with your customers at, in this target, in this line, in, in aisle three. I guess we don't do that. Okay. And then usually they're like, oh, no. Sorry, <laughs> you, you play too much. <laughs> all that, right? And then it's all giggles and jokes. But the thing I'm tired of is that you're gonna treat me that you're gonna look at me in my face and treat me that way, even though I came up with the smile, I came up with the good morning. But if there's a white customer behind me, they are doing the soft shoe and the uh, Sammy Davis tap dance to them. Good morning. Oh, how are you? You want me to double bag that for you, sir? <laughs> huh? You want me to? You want me to put your soaps in the bag with the bread? You want me to separate that, don't you? Um. Now, what I don't understand is, I'll be standing right there. I'm still trying to get my stuff in the bag because you just threw my stuff. You got the soap in the bag with the eggs and the bread and, and the foot powder, and you asking like so. What is it? Is it that you just dismiss the fact that because I'm of the same race, the same complexion, you know, that you perceive it as each other, that you don't need to treat me with the same level of respect? Or is it that because of your internalized racism, your, your internalized power issues or struggle issues that you took your attitude you were able to hold on to your attitude and keep that with me as opposed to directing it towards the other race or other culture or maybe you're just not able to be consistent across the board and treat everybody with respect now I hate that it happens all the GD time and I'm telling you, it's something that's so frustrating to me. You know, it happens at Target a lot. It happens at the bank a lot. If, for those of us that still go into the bank, it happens, you know, somebody might hold the door for someone and then you come up and they won't hold the door for you. Okay. But you're going to hold. Okay. Now you might have an issue with somebody at work and you're co-worker of the same complexion might treat you with a certain disposition, might dismiss you or might be you know aggressive towards you when they really have an issue with the 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 system you know the systems that are in place in in work environments that keep them you know under a certain amount of oppression but instead of attacking that system or instead of speaking truth where it needs to be spoken they direct it towards the other people that are oppressed just like them you know 
in a lot of different cultures, they call it the crab in the barrel. But what they're not recognizing is, I didn't create this barrel, son. Like, I, I didn't structure this barrel that we're all living in. So instead of you being, you know, misdirecting your anger at the wrong people, how about you build up some courage? How about you face your fears? And how about you bring truth to power to the people and the systems and the structures that uh, are really oppressive towards you, as opposed to the people that are fighting the same oppressions that you are? Um, that's what I'm tired of. It happens so often and it's happened for so long that now when I see it, I laugh. You know, I laugh at it. I, I laugh in the face of it and I call it out because that's how I do. I'm like, oh, okay. So you mad at me or you mad at who, who, who are you mad at? So um, that's what I'm tired of. Hey, people, it's time to look. We can't. As people of color, this, this is my people of color episode, okay? Um, no, not even that. It's just, th these are experiences that everybody feels. These are whatever area in your life where you might feel a certain level of oppression or you might feel a certain level of constraint. You know, a lot of times the same situation where, you know, if you're, if, if you're a teenager, think back to your teenage years and you would be so angry at the world, but you take it out on the people that you're closest to. You take it out on your parents. You take it out on your best friends as opposed to the systems that are really holding you back or perceivingly hoping, uh, holding you back. So that's what I'm tired of today. And I'm gonna speak about it. If you let, leave a comment, on the, leave a comment if you have a question and we can talk about it. Um, but that's really what I'm tired of today. Um, yeah, so let's hold, let, let's, let, let's take a little break. Let's take a little short break. Digest that, swallow that up, swish it around your mouth, spit it out, pause, and we're going to um, come back uh, for the hip-hop moments. I can't say minute anymore because it's been going longer than a minute. The hip-hop moment will be right back. Hold tight. Yo, 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 we're back. All right, so the hip-hop moment this week. Uh, it's a busy week in hip-hop. I think I mentioned last week we had a lot of albums coming out. I talked about Rory. I talked about Joe Budden. I talked about the game. Uh, this week, uh, the hip hop BT, the the BT Hip Hop Awards were on, um, and uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Now a lot of people had issues because the BT Hip Hop Awards were on at the same time as the first Democratic um, uh, debate for president um, and then people criticized BT because they didn't showcase and highlight the million man march I don't know about all that I don't I I don't even want to comment on that because I mean I do want to comment what am I talking about of course I want to comment on it I don't think it freaking matters I don't, so what uh, people are always again 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 this is just like the I'm tired segment People misdirect their anger. Are you mad at BT? Are you mad at the system that doesn't allow the Million Man March to mean as much as or to be as um, uh, as important as it should be in the eyes of the media? Who are you mad at? Um, you know, because BET, that E is so important. <laughs> that E in that BET is entertainment. So um, I don't really look at the Million Man March as entertainment. Um, and so I want CNN to cover it. I want, you know, um, 
I want MSNBC to cover. I want Fox News to cover it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, when I see people boycotting CNN and BT, then I mean, I'm sorry, CNN and MSNBC and NBC and all that, then, you know, I understand. But boycotting BET, the entertainment channel, the same channel that shows BET and Cut and Sister to Sister and The Game and reality shows and, 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 and whatever, uh, I don't want the Million Man March to be a highlight on that channel because it, it doesn't, it's not, we can't depend upon and we shouldn't have to rely upon BET to be the voice of everything black. That's not fair and that's not appropriate. So write those letters, you know, erase the top to Stephen Hill and, and direct it towards Rupert Murdoch or whoever controls Fox News and CNN and all those. All right. So, um, yeah, so the BT Hip Hop Awards came on, and I mean, I, I think it was a good reflection of the music outside of the fact that this is like the third or fourth year in a row where the biggest hip hop acts of the year were not represented on the show, and I think that I think that's something that BT needs to uh, work on. I mean, if you're gonna have a hip hop award show, but you don't have Drake on it, you don't have Rick Ross on it, you don't have Dr. Dre on it, you don't have Kendrick Lamar on it, these are people that had the biggest years in J. Cole on it, um, and, and you don't have these people uh, to represent the culture, then I think you're doing a disservice to the people that really do love hip hop. Um, but it was a young show. I mean, I'm I'm an older man. You know, I'm I'm a man of age, and um, but I can always um, I I'm not one to discredit the younger generation and how they process their music and how they listen to their music. Um, there's some of it that was amazing to me, and some of it that was whack as hell to me. Um, but that's okay, because that's music in general, right? So uh, I'm really happy with the Travis Scott performance. Again, I talked about Travis Scott a few weeks ago. If you haven't downloaded his album or streamed it or downloaded it illegally, you need to do that. It's a great album, uh, the Travis Scott album. I really dug... Um, what other performance is really dope? I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, but the, the Rich Homie Quad performance um was really nice just go back and take a look it's it you know if you are of a certain age and you have children or if you're you know if you're connected to the hip-hop culture in any way it's important to at least know what the young people are looking at what they find important and what's important i think it's important it, it, it improves the the way we're able to connect with young people and just expands its pop culture so the same way that we can look at the vmas and the american music awards and the grammys and the oscars the hip-hop awards has its place as well uh this week Joe Budden released an album called All Love Lost. I had an opportunity to listen to that a little bit early. And it's a great album uh, for those folks that are stuck in the 90s a little bit. Um, that that want to hear just people want to hear someone rap. Just rap. <laughs> it's no flashy beats. It's no trap music. It's no bass heavy trap music. It's just a rap album. If you want to hear that, uh, the Joe Budden All Love Lost album is really good rory's album was released yesterday or today i think as a matter of fact i can't think of the name of it but it's also a really good album um within the hip-hop news i think it's important to talk about uh no i'm, I'm gonna save that i want to say that i was gonna talk about lamar odom but i want to save that for the main idea um the main segment but yeah big week in hip-hop uh a lot of things game 
Game, I told you he released an album last week, but he released part two of his album. So he really, really released two discs. Um, and it's like 30 songs or 40 songs. It's a lot. It's a lot from Game, but it's worth a listen. So definitely uh, check that out. Um, yeah, so Hip Hop Minute, that's what we got. Uh, we're going to come back real quick with the main idea. Um, so tune in. Keep tuning in to Idea Manhood, episode 10. Let's go. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, so check it out. I did Manhood episode 10. The main segment today is entitled Man Up. And just like Man, Man Up. Man Up. All caps. Exclamation point. Underline bold italicized. Man Up. Um, this is also off the dome. Uh, off the off the dome, I don't have anything written down. I don't have any bullet points. I'm really speaking from the heart today. Usually, I have at least bullet points, so I kind of know what direction this is gonna go in. But uh, the, the, I'm living on the edge today, folks. I'm living on the edge. Um, yo, I, I I feel like I'm speaking to someone. I feel like I'm speaking to some people. Um, when I'm talking about the concept of manning. Up. What does that mean? What what does that look like? Uh, as you, you know, me, uh, as a man of a certain age, I put my age out there before. I'm in my mid-30s. Oh, whoa, whoa, not even mid. Woo. Oh, son. Um, man of a certain age, I, I find myself nowadays even less concerned with how what I'm saying is going to impact the people around me. Now, that might sound insensitive. That might sound like, oh, man, he's such a jerk. Oh, shouldn't you be sensitive? Shouldn't you be empathetic? Shouldn't you be sympathetic? And please believe I am. Please know that I am. Um, uh, I'm definitely sympathetic, empathetic, and and, and all of that. Um, But, but, something that I've naturally come into in my older age and something that I'm trying to teach my son that's nine um, and young men that I talk to uh, whether they're middle high school uh, whether they're in you know teenagers in college whether they're out there on the streets um, is that as a man there, there's so much conversation in the national in, in the national I don't know the diaspora I, I just made that word I don't even know <laughs> there's so much national conversation about men and women and equality right we want women and men to make the same amount of money we want women and men to have the same amount of responsibility in all areas we want uh we want women to be able to to have access to all things men have access to right and without going into a complete tangent about that for the most part i think that's okay right i think that's okay i think in terms of accessing things you know tangible things 
I think the door should be just as open for me as my wife. I think that the doors should be just as open for my son as they are for my daughter, right? So let's get that clear. Um, let's make that very clear. So, but <laughs> you know what's coming, you know what's coming. Um, but there has to be a set of things that make a series of things, a myriad of things, a plethora. Okay, you get it. There have to be things that make men and women different, right? There has to be. Because, because, because life, you know, because the Bible, because whatever you agree in, like, there's a set of standards, written or unwritten, that men are indoctrined to, regardless of whatever society you grow up in. There are ways that men and women are socialized differently, right? Depending on, you know, what's where you're from, whether you live in, whether you grew up in Germany, whether you grow up in Nigeria, or whether you grow up in New York, like there's boys are raised differently than girls. Girls have certain access to different things and are more engaged in certain areas than boys are and vice versa, right? So while we want equality, we all recognize that men can't fight women, right? We recognize that because it's not fair, right? Because men are bigger than women in general. We know that, you know, there's a certain amount of chivalry that we want men to have, a certain amount of decorum. We still want men to open doors, right? We still want, uh, we still want men to, to allow women to go in front of them and to get the seat on the metro if there's a seat left. You know, you, most men are going to defer. Like, oh, go ahead, uh, young lady or woman. You know, you could take the seat. I'll stand up, right? We recognize that there's certain aspects of war, you know, physical combat, that men can uh, can connect with that women can't, you know, or they're currently not allowed to, right? We recognize that. Um, so I think in the same way, I think, and what I'm, this is, again, this is straight freestyle <laughs> um, off the top of my head. I think that, it's time to have a conversation with young men about, yo, you have to be different. You have to be a man. What does that mean? Because I, 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 I've been very vocal. I don't know if I've been vocal on the podcast about my disdain for Steve Harvey, right? And because... He has this whole think like a man, whatever, act like a whatever, 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 whatever the hell, right? He has that whole thing and that people just, oh my God, he's a genius, right? You know, and as much as I hate on him, I think that he is extremely talented in a lot of different areas. But a lot of his conversation was that, you know, men act a certain way and women have to act a certain way for relationships to build and grow and so on and so forth. But I'm thinking outside of the relationship realm, Right, and I'm thinking about just day-to-day interaction, day-to-day, you know, things that we do all the time. Men have to be different. Men have to be stronger. 
I'm not talking physically because we already got that. Sorry, ladies, we're stronger than you. Deal with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but I think emotionally, I think that we're all okay. We're all okay with the narrative that women are stronger than men. Because women have to carry children. That's something that half the men can't even comprehend we can't even imagine what that means to give birth to a life and all of the emotional struggle that is involved in the physical all of the changes all of that like women are branded with that responsibility from god or whoever you believe in right women take that and so because of that again my opinion freestyle because of that i think that a lot of men has like yo women are so strong Women are the strongest. And what I'm seeing is that men allow that narrative to bleed into other areas where men need to be the strongest. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to families, men need to be the strongest. Men need to be the leaders. Men need to be not the emotional ones. Men need to be the 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 structure the um, again freestyle men need to be that foundation right and i think it's okay to say that i don't think we have to hide from that i don't think we have to apologize for that i don't don't think we have to do one of those like oh yo i'm not being sexist but i think no i'm not being sexist at all and if you think i am i'm sorry for you not for me i'm sorry for you but i think that if if not men, then who? If not men, then women, right? And I think we've seen the results of what that does in traditional families, in you know, in the everyday family, in in communities, in the workplace, in college, in schools. I think we're seeing the ramification of of men not being leaders and not manning up to who and what we are supposed to be unapologetically you know what i'm saying okay okay let's rewind let me cross that up i'm crossing up like ai backing up to the three-point line take the shot so listen i know people aren't gonna people are gonna feel a certain way about this um and that's cool and we could have that conversation all day every day um, I think we have a, a, a group of young men that are coming up right now that are weak sauce, yo. I'm going to say it, weak sauce. We got men that can't talk to women, you know, can only text message women. You know, you, you're trying to start a relationship and you, and you, you know, your whole beginning of the relationship is through text. That's generational, but come on, man. You know, you got men and families that you know are afraid to tell their significant others to like yo i got this you know like do you know the kind of fortitude it takes to step out there and be like look there's a whole lot of commotion everybody be quiet i got this you know like to me that's what a man is supposed to do right not saying and look i'm not saying that women can't do that because I think we see that women can. And they, they are doing it because they have to. Because what I'm seeing in a lot of families and a lot of situations 
is that there's a lot of disarray and there's families being misled or that are just being led by the circumstance as opposed to a leader. And there's a reason why when it comes to certain situations, men have to be leaders. Now, look, I understand this is a complexity and there's a certain there's relationships where there is no man. There's, you know, there's there's female female relationships. There's men men relationships and there's all everything in between. Right. So I understand that. And I'm speaking from my perspective as a heterosexual male. And of course, y'all know I would never disrespect uh, any other lifestyle. Um, but I'm just speaking from my perspective. And I know there's a whole set of other dynamics that I'm not as familiar with um, and not well versed. And so I'm speaking from that perspective and I gladly will engage in any conversation uh, otherwise. But in a situation, uh, you know, I, I think that we have to teach our boys that you are special and you will be you will be expected to be uh, a certain kind of leader because you are a boy. Because you have a certain set of expectations that you have to live up to. Now, we have Black Girls Rock, right? We have all these female empowerment movements that are awesome, right? That I think have encouraged young girls. You know, we have entire girl movements in the STEM areas in school, encouraging more girls to take math courses and advanced science courses, and that's excellent. And we have a whole series of physical, you know, um, uh, physical movements, you know, Black Girls Run, and we have uh, all these different movements that are empowering young women, um, which is awesome. And all I'm saying is at the same time, we have to have a, a narrative for our boys that say, look, son, more is demanded from you because you are a boy. And don't let anybody tell you that. Because what I see, this is what this is all coming from. What I see when I go into schools, this is where it's all coming from. I go into schools and I see a generation of meek men. Meek men. Boys that'll go out there and scream and yell on the basketball court or scream and yell in the hallway causing all sorts of trouble. They'll scream and yell at the bus stop. They'll scream and yell um, wherever else in the gym or on the football field. But when you ask them a question about how they are doing, it's a little, you know, I'm good, chilling, you know what I'm saying? eyes down, you know, head down, their whole demeanor looks defeated before you even talk to them. They won't look you in the eye. They won't shake, they shake your hand all limpy. You know what I'm saying? You know, their hands are all soft. You know, they ain't never opened up a can. Like, why your hands don't have no calluses on it, son? You 16 years old. Why, why your hands feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, go do a pull-up or something. I'm sorry. Again, freestyle. Okay, excuse me if I'm sounding a little crazy, but um, what I'm saying is that we have to we have to teach our boys. If you're raising a young man, if you're raising a boy and you have a girl in the same household, they have girl cousins. You can't raise them alike. You can't. You can't raise them alike. This is why fathers are so important, because, you know, everybody's heard the narrative. Women can't teach men how to be men. They can't. You can't do it. 
It's not possible. You know what I'm saying? I cannot, you, you know, a, a woman, uh, my wife alone, couldn't teach my son how to be a man. There's just certain things that she's just not going to get. She's not going to understand. She's not going to, you know, appreciate. So the men out here in the schools that are coaching, that are, you know, whatever role you're in, volunteering with mentors, we have to teach our boys to be intentionally stronger. And we have to use language like, look, you're a boy. You're a young man. You can't be out here second guessing yourself. You can't be out here crying. You can't be out here, hey, I know it's hard to hear. You can't be out here twirling your thumbs. You can't be out here with no direction. You can't be out here with no plan. You can't be out here while the people around you are looking for something to do and looking for somewhere to go and you not step up to be a leader. You can't be out here with your lat with and you being the last hand that goes up to volunteer to pick up the boxes at the end of PE. You can't be out here, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't be out here with your shoulders slapped. You know, do you can't be out here looking all weak and and and, and and malnourished like you you gotta be a man you gotta be and that has nothing to do with sexuality i'm not saying that yo you gotta go out here and get mad girls that has, it has nothing to do with that it has everything to do with what does it mean how are we teaching our boys to be boys how are we teaching our men our young men to be men that's different from how girls are being taught to be girls in our society. It has to be intentional. We can't just leave it up to chance. And what I'm seeing is a generation of young men that are just young men by chance. They're just out here learning from the, the thug on the street, learning from whatever the hell they see on TV, you know, learning from whatever the hell they're listening to in their iPods and their headphones. You know, and they're receiving all sorts of mixed messages on what it means to be men. And you got men out here that can't talk to women, that can't talk to other men, that feel like they got to go up and touch somebody to get their attention. Hey, let me talk to you, my, that don't know how to talk, don't know how to hold the door open, don't know how to be like, all right, boom, look, here's what we're going to do. You know what I'm saying? The last thing I tell my son before he goes out to any soccer game or any baseball game is go out there and be a leader. Go out there and be a leader. Don't let anybody push you around. You know what I'm saying? Those conversations, are they still happening? Are those conversations still happening where we're teaching our boys that you have to be strong physically? I'm not even talking about mentally strong because I hope everyone understands that's a given. Like, everybody has to be strong mentally. I'm talking about you got to be strong physically. You got to be out here, like, getting your muscle game up. Like, you got to be out here as a man with your shoulders back. And you got to grip my hand like you got muscles in your biceps. You know what I'm saying? To me, all of that sounds, and when, when you hear it alone, by itself, you know, in the box, it sounds chauvinistic. It sounds like, oh, you're just being, you know, just a Steve Harvey talk. But, yo, know, I don't know if it is or not, but all I'm saying is there's a need. There's a, there, there's a, there is a, uh, a lack, in my opinion, for what I see talking with boys, young men, and even men in their 20s and 30s that 
aren't doing what they need to do unapologetically. Going out there and being a man. You know what I'm saying? Being a man is different than being a woman. You know, we've become so sensitized to believe that or desensitized, I don't know, freestyle again. I don't know what you want to call it, but I think the reason why I started off with the equality thing is that I think that some of us have it confused that, you know, because we want men and women to have equal access to things and we want men and women to have equal pay and equal, you know, whatever it is, access to society's uh, offerings. I think a lot of us have that confused with that men and women have to be the same. And that men and women have to engage similarly. And I just don't think that's true. There's a balance in everything. You know? So T.I. came out this week. And this is going to be my last point. T.I. came out this week. And, um, and said that he felt that a woman couldn't be president. Because... Women are emotional, something about PMS. He said all sorts of crazy stuff, right? Um, and and here, see, and this is where people are going to confuse this message because while what I felt, what I thought he said was ridiculous and absolutely asinine, what did he do afterwards? He came back and apologized. To me, that's not being a man. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that men can't apologize. I'm just saying that as a man, you have to be responsible for your words differently than a woman does. Ooh, that hurts. As a man, you have to be more responsible for the ish that comes out of your mouth more so than a woman does because a woman could cry it away oh it was a mistake I'm so sorry and everyone's going to believe that and embrace it and they're going to be on Super Soul Sunday with Oprah and it's going to be fine men we don't have that luxury so if you say if that's what you believe and people put you under the fire for you and roast you for it then you gotta be like yo hey shrug hey that's what I believe let me give you a little bit more insight into why I believe that and then go and maybe he could have said it in a more, you know, diplomatic way. I don't know. I don't agree with it, so I don't understand. But him coming back and apologizing is so whack to me. That's what you believe. That's what you really think. And if you're a man, you got to stand by your decisions. To me, that's what it, that, it means. Men have to do that a little bit more than women do. You say something, you have to follow through with it. You say something and people call you out for it. Hey, you got to take that. Brawn your shoulders up and take those whips and and come back and fire back and be like, exactly. Yeah, it hurts. I know. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm going to lose some endorsements, but it's how I feel. Boom. And keep it moving. Um, All right. So I won't won't beat that dead. I won't beat that dead horse. The the horse is is convulsing on the ground right now. so that's that's my main idea for the week. Um, man up, man up. We got we got to raise our boys differently. 
we got to interact with each other differently as men. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, it's one thing, you know, and, and I'm telling you, I'm I'm not out here being Lou Ferrigno. I'm not out here, you know, I'm not going to go out on record and be like, yo, I'm the manliest of men of all time. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here doing pushes with one hand. I'm not saying that. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, growing up all my life, people call me soft. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's always been like, that's been a constant thing. Jokingly or otherwise, like, oh, you solved it. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't one to be out there fighting. I wasn't one to be out there cursing people out. Like that's what people call soft. You know, that's what people used to think manhood. You got to go out there and use your hands and you got to go out there and put hands on somebody. Um, that's not what is a man. What makes me a man is that I'm going to speak my truth regardless of how I think other people feel about it in a way that's going to make everybody feel better about themselves. That's going to make everybody respect what I have to say. You might not agree, but I'm going to come at you with this, with, with such a command that you can't help but respect what I have to say. Not agree with, but hey, you know what? I'm not going to come out overly emotional and be like, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be like, look, here's what it is. You don't like it? That's That's tough. That that really hurts, and you come out and you say it, and that they mm, that you know, and that's what people call me an a hole for. Like, oh, Mike, you're such an a hole because uh, because I'm honest, and I'll tell you my perspective, and it might sting a little bit, but hey, you know what? That's what being a man is to me, consistently over a long stretch of time. You can't just do it once; it's got to be consistent. So I'm, I, I said I was going to stop that. I kept on going. Here we go. Um, but yo, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, episode 10, The Idea of Manhood. This is Man Up. This is, the, this is the call for action, folks. We got to arm up. We got to man up. You know, get your muscles right. Do some push-ups and stuff. Whatever you got to do, we have to man up and, um, and, and really mean it. All right? So y'all have a good week. I'll catch y'all next week. Um, uh, episode 10, The Idea of Manhood. Peace out.